I don't like I, I don't have control necessarily of what everyone's doing. I don't even know why I said necessarily. I I don't write the script, but I will say this hypothetically in the ideal world, um, you know, we've all got a cup of coffee, maybe tea in our right hand, keys in the left, and we're walking out of the door. We're turning around, we're locking the door, deep breath in, taking that fresh air. Then I don't know. I mean, are we on the bus? Are we are we taking the car? Are we commuting? Are we just chilling? Uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. I will say this. It is Monday. And well, that means that this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. And well, here's my thing. I was on Instagram, I believe actually this morning, and this guy who apparently, I guess he, he does like uh, stuff with E or Showtime or something, but uh, he was saying that he's going on a run so he can like fit into his suit tomorrow for the Emmys. And part of me, I had to check the date a couple times. Like, is it Saturday? I, first off, I thought all of these award shows were on Sundays. Second off, when do they happen? I, 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 I very much struggle to believe that these, like the Emmys and the Oscars and the Grammys, I don't think they're yearly. I feel like this academy, this, this academy, this elite academy, whatever it might be, just decides, you know what? I think we have to do it in a couple of weeks. I think we've got a good number of movies. We've got enough content. We can judge it. It'll be fun. It's a nice little ball. I don't think it's actually annual. Again, I don't know, but I, I feel like I'm just like chilling and then CBS or ABC is going to pop up like an ad on my phone and apparently there's an award show. Do I watch? Do I ever watch the Emmys or the Grammys or the Oscars? No. But do I have comfort knowing that it's happening when I'm doing something else? 100%. I, I, I appreciate it. I will never watch it unless I get invited to someone's house, but I will never in my own time watch it. I, I like hearing that someone earned an award, but at the same time, it's like, I don't have to see that. But I love the idea that somewhere in Hollywood or LA, I don't know where it takes place, there, there's some sort of amphitheater uh, that is being filled by people, totaling net worth is over a billion dollars. For some reason, that just sits well with me. I don't know why. Everyone, when we're children, uh, when we are children, Oftentimes, I feel like we'll live in a certain place, and there's a McDonald's a couple blocks away, maybe a Wendy's a few miles away. The Jack in the Box might be next door, and oftentimes, there's probably a Burger King somewhere in there, right? And we will go to these places, Happy Meals, when we're kids. They're, they're irresistible. How much we get these meals based off the toy, I don't know. But I feel like I feel very confident saying that a lot of us have had experiences at fast food places. And if not, you know what I'm talking about. The big four. In my opinion, the big four fast food restaurants, uh, very simple, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Carl's Jr. You could, you could very much throw a bid for Jack in the Box. I'm choosing to ignore that for now. We're going to call it the big four, much like the accounting firms. This is the big four of American fast food. And it's not necessarily the gourmet. Like I'm not going to throw in and out into that mix by any means. Um, I get, you know, this is strictly for burger purposes as well. I'm going to dive into them a little bit. So Taco Bell, not putting in there by any means. I, I want that to be clear. So the big four. But when we're younger, we'll go to one of these places, but I feel like on a special occasion, we, we might go to the, you know, we might go to two. On a, on a very special occasion, we might hit all three. That's very, very rare. The only scenario I can see that happening is a road trip maybe in the morning. You get your coffee. Well, we're kids, so you get like what? the Like an egg McMuffin. And then at lunch, maybe you're in a rush, so you get a number two. You know, you, you see what I'm saying. At nighttime, you get you know, the ice cream or whatever. So I, I can see that scenario, but I feel like very rarely do we ever have a burger at each of these places in one day. And it seems so simple. It's just a classic ham. I'm talking the classic hamburger. I'm no, no Big Macs, no Whoppers. The very, the, the, the very thing that they built their empires on, the hamburger. The hamburger. A burger joint. 
It's the foundation in which they lay their entire empire. This burger, though, is it different? I feel like it has to be. What, what makes it better than others? When I look at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, and Carl's Jr., uh, I, I see something that a lot of people overlook. They, they, they will bombard us with bacon and avocado and Frosties and ice cream. But how, how good is the actual burger? I feel like I, like whenever I go to these places, for some reason I don't get like the, I, I have gotten the Big Mac, but if I ever go to McDonald's, the go-to item is just a hamburger. I'll get three, call it good. I've always enjoyed it. But in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to go around and test each of these places on a very level playing field. I'll go for lunch. I'll go from one place. I'll sit down. I'll have the burger. I'll go to the next. And then the next. And so on and so forth. I did that today. This is, I'm recording this on a Sunday. This is the Monday morning commute podcast, but I'm recording on a Sunday. And, you know, everyone, I woke up a little late. I slept in. I'm not going to lie. Up around 10. Checked the clock. Laid in bed for another 30 minutes. And I'm like, Wait. I've really wanted to do this for a while. Perfect opportunity. I get dressed. I shower. Hop in the car. It, the premise, very simple. I was going to hit McDonald's, uh, Burger King, Carl's Jr., Wendy's. And no questions asked. I had to go from point A to B to C to D, back to my original rendezvous point, headquarters. The results were interesting. And I want to share that with you. It was, so I, I get in the car. I believe this was 1145. And I go to McDonald's. The drive-thru was popping off, but I hang a left and I walk into the restaurant. It was a nicer McDonald's to do a thing where you can kind of just pay at a random machine. You don't have to interact with anyone. You could if you wanted to, but you can place your order there. So I get one hamburger totaling out to $1. I go, I have a seat. I was out pretty quick. And it's standard. I've, I've had McDonald's a lot. But the thing, the thing about McDonald's, um, it, it's, it's subtle brilliance, Right. It really, the McDonald's hamburger, the general just bun, patty, ketchup, diced onions, and pickles, it's simplicity at its finest. It's not a burger. It's a reminder of the simpler things in life, in my personal opinion. And with that, let's focus on relationships. Uh, Pickle and onion. You look at them and you think, well, cousins maybe? I would disagree. There's something special inside a general McDonald's hamburger. You got your patty ketchup and then those diced pickles and onions. I would love to think someone actually takes the time to cut them up all cute like. I know it's a machine, but that's what I think. It's okay. No, but there's this beautiful camaraderie. I think it's very similar to like when you're in school and you don't really like a teacher that much. And you got a group of people and the tests are hard, but you all come together and have some fun study sessions and you end up passing the class and you make a couple friends too. And, you know, maybe you'll give a head nod. You might see him out and might say hello, chat him up a little bit, um, maybe even get coffee. I don't know. But I feel like that's the dynamic between the pickle and the onion. And it's something that we don't, I think, acknowledge enough. One of my favorite parts, biting into the sandwich, the burger. One, it's handheld. It's so easy. But then that little, you know, the dill pickle poking in saying hello. Next thing I know, I got a little army of onions coming around it. It's beautiful. I can appreciate it. The McDonald's General Hamburger was something special, and it still is. Its consistency is reliable, um, and like I said earlier, uh, simple. But let's move on. So look, I'm at McDonald's. Uh, next thing I know, I find myself at Burger King. Uh, a little bit longer of a drive, and, and keep in mind, this is the very Burger King that's across the street from that new place that's just killing it. And I, I didn't walk into the Burger King when I was describing that it looked depressing from the outside. Um, but it was extremely depressing inside as well. Uh, I park and it looks like I was going to get in line to like an abandoned theme parks roller coaster. They got this blue gate guiding me in. 
I walk in and the music might have been something out of like a 1990, I don't know, furniture home retail store. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. It was myself there and two other people. The place easily could have sat 80 and there was three of us in there. At this point, I'm not going to lie, I hadn't even had the burger yet, but I was already kind of like, do I really want to do this? Do I actually want to do this? This Burger King felt like it was in 1993. The McDonald's easily could have been 2017, 2018. It was very up to date. I had to see it through. So I walk up and I say, I'll just have one hamburger, please. Uh, and the, the, look, I don't. This is not at all to discount the kindness and the and the clarity and the transparency of the coworkers. They were very fantastic. Excuse me, the employees. They were very nice to me. But I got my burger, and I'm sitting down. And then, one of the most beautiful, inspirational, almost timeless scenes of my life happens. This this elderly couple, I would say 83, walk in. They look like they just got back from church. They're wearing their Sunday's best. They look. They look. The 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 the, the man very handsome. Uh, and then his wife, I believe she was his wife, I'm not sure, but his wife had this dress that, oh my gosh, it was something so classic. It was, it was out of like a 1940s um, postcard or promotional poster saying, move over here to Palm Springs, California. And you got kind of like a lovely little backdrop. The dress was white, went down to her shins, um, black shoes. Uh, is it stockings? Is that what, I don't. When was the last time someone wore stockings? I believe she had stockings on. And a little cardigan as well. It was tasteful. B- but the man is engaging with the cashier and the cashier says to him, whole gang coming today. And then the man said something, I couldn't make it out. Uh, I I must have won the lottery because they actually sat right across from me, table-wise. I could see everything. Um, And I I haven't even gotten to the burger. I just want you to all know what happened. And so the man sits down, they're engaging in conversation. Next thing I know, another person comes in, another elderly woman. I would have pinned 79, maybe pulls up a chair and they, they, they push some tables together. So it's not just going to be two of them. It's not going to be three. It's not going to be four. Very well, we could have eight people touching down to this Burger King. This place, uh, five minutes before, was a place I wouldn't want to tell. I wouldn't want someone I didn't like to go there. I, I, I just, it wasn't pleasant. I wasn't feel, the energy was very bad. But next thing I know, another door opens and another couple walks and we've got five total and they're all gathering around the table. At this point, I'm out of my pants. Does that make sense? I'm out of my socks. Is that a saying? I don't. I was excited. Is what I'm getting at. And the the man ordered a coffee. the The first man, the original man, the head honcho, orders a coffee, and he gets a plain hamburger, not a Whopper. He gets the burger that I got and some fries. At that moment, I noticed what was happening. They all the way I saw it. It looks like they just got back from church. And then they gathered outside, right? There's the donuts everyone can get for a dollar with a quick little donation, maybe some fruit punch. And then the man who I saw engaged with the cashier rounded up his friends and said, we're going to go to the Burger King. I want to especially emphasize uh, the fact that when he addressed his friends, this man said, the Burger King. We're going to go to the Burger King. And we're, we're going to the Burger King for lunch. Would anyone like to join? And, and I say that it's more of a generational thing. I feel like they all were around when Burger King kind of first started popping up. And it wasn't as much as, oh, it's another Burger King. It's like, oh, let's go to the Burger King. I've heard good things. You get the kids together, hop in the car. And this was at a time where smoking cigarettes inside places was still a thing. Smoking in cars was still a thing. You pull up outside the Burger King and the environment's absolutely fantastic. Bright colors. There's something called a Whopper. It's the Burger King. I love that concept. But back to the burger. 
Um, so I, I finished my burger before any of this happened. So you got to keep in mind, I'm, I'm, the environment was still uh, a little sketchy and I did my best to not let that affect the taste. And I think I did a good job. But for me, the burger really wasn't that good. It was very similar to a, like a burger you get at a potluck or a community event where the patties are just kind of sitting in those metal trays, right? And when you put them on your burger, they're a little wet. They've been sitting there for a bit. It's kind of greasy. Um, I'm a fan of ketchup and mustard, a little too much of it. But I will say this, the biggest red flag, uh, the sesame bun. And I, sesame buns, it's, it's a very interesting concept, but to be executed properly, uh, that's tough. The sesame bun is very similar to drunk plans, right? You you see a group of people you don't really know that well, but we're feeling good, so we decide that it'd be a really good idea if we all got lunch on Wednesday. And then Wednesday comes around and you don't get lunch. That's like the bun. It, like I think like I don't know who came up with it, but maybe we're sitting around a table and you gotta you know, we gotta be different from our competitors. We're gonna put seeds on our bun. That's different. You can't really taste it, but texture-wise, and I don't know, some people like sesame. I feel like that was the thought process, because here's what really happened. I got a lot of seeds in my teeth. There was too many sesame seeds on this bun. The only time I want seeds in my teeth, the only time I really want seeds in my mouth is when I'm having a bagel. I'm, I'm, disc, I'm not including sunflower seeds. That, they're appropriate almost anywhere. But when I'm having a bagel, when I'm at Burger King, I don't come for a bagel. I come for a burger and some fries and a Diet Coke. But on top of that, you know, vibe-wise, I was a little underwhelmed. The, the bun was spongy, but when you got a spongy bun, why are we relying on seeds to bring it home? Let's just leave it at that. It, question, though, with these buns, they're all so small. Where do I buy them? Because the only ones at the store are those kind of like large inflated ones that just say buns on them. Is that a, is that a Franz bakery thing? Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. I feel like the buns that they sell in stores, they're like holding back something. I feel like the burger industry has officially cut off all transportation and all, you know the import, export, whatever it might be of buns um, because we get the very subpar buns. Us, us general people, hardworking Americans, we don't get the correct buns. It, they leave it to the fast food industry. I wonder, okay, here's a thought. Is it because the bun actually makes the burger amazing, which I wouldn't discount, but I just got to say, why don't I get access I'll get some ground beef, ketchup, pickles, onion. I mean, you tell me. If I got the bun, I might be able to make something very similar to what I'm getting at McDonald's, Burger King, Carl's Jr., and Wendy's. And that's a thought. Overall, look, I had a burger that apparently was in 1993. Overall, not the best experience, but look, that was only two spots. We still got two more to hit. After I disposed of everything on my uh, brown plastic tray, got back in the car, actually FaceTimed my friend Nick, and then got, and I was in the car, and I went to Carl's Jr. next. It was a very simple drive, I think two miles maybe, but I got to Carl's Jr., different part of town, different environment. Carl's Jr. is interesting. It really is. They had those commercials of the girls just biting into the sandwich, and, and I think, I don't know if this was their plan, if they thought the attractive girl would make me want to go to Carl's Jr. The most attractive thing, the sexiest thing about the Carl's Jr. commercials was the crunch and the sauce dripping off the burger. I don't care who was doing it. I genuinely do not care what human being, you could have a sloth, you, you could have literally got a sloth and if some way, shape or form communicated to it, we need you to bite into this and you know, we'll slow it down, but I need some crunch there. It, it doesn't matter who, it, the burger itself is the sexiest part of that commercial. But let's, let's, let's refocus. I wasn't going for those burgers, everyone. It was very simple. I'm going for bun, patty, some sort of spread, you know, pickles, onions at best. And this is where things get interesting. Carl's Jr. doesn't have that on the menu. I had to go to the kids' menu. 
I went to Carl's Jr. on a Sunday afternoon and I ordered one Jr. hamburger. I collected myself. I walked back to my seat and I waited what I thought would be not bad. I've always had good thoughts about Carl's Jr. Quick side story. I actually, uh, I found myself at a Carl's Jr. about five miles from my house in San Diego, California. And uh, DMX walked in. I didn't know it was DMX at the time uh, until a couple of, not classmates, but kids who went to my school uh, came in after him and were freaking out because apparently it was DMX. I didn't know that. But yeah, no, I was in, I was in the exact same Carl's Jr. that DMX was. And that's a positive experience for me. I appreciate that moment. And then for that, Carl's Jr. has always been in a nice place in my mind. But no, I find myself with this Carl's Jr. My burger arrives. First thing I notice, Carl's Jr., they don't, when they wrap their burger, it just says burger on it. When I was at like McDonald's and Burger King, there were some fun facts that were on there. Like it might've been like 100% ground beef or this or that. Or like on the, it, it, basically there was no, they weren't trying to sell me on anything else. It just said burger right there. Bur- and I don't know if I went to the, the wrong McDonald's or where I was going, but I appreciated that. You know, they're not trying to upsell me on anything. They, they knew what I was here for. I don't think they literally knew I was doing a podcast on this, but I think they knew, look, he just wants the burger. Why are we going to bother him? But no, I, I opened the burger and things get fishy right off the bat. It seemed like this burger had been prepackaged, kind of like Chick-fil-A, what they do, prepackaged, and um, it, maybe for three hours. So it wasn't soggy, but it was a little squishy. At this point, I'm 50% of the way through. I want to see this through. I'm not tired yet. I'm not full yet, but I'm a little disgusted with myself. So I just head first dive in. The first thing I noticed had to be the consistency. Take a lemon meringue, make it not lemon, just take a meringue, make it stale and a little chewy, a little chewier. That's what it felt like when I bit into this burger. Last time I checked, that's not, that's not what a burger should be like texture-wise. And, and none of what I'm saying is, you know, at all reflects the environment that was there. I mean, and really none of this should, but sometimes obviously if things are a little off, it might throw me for a loop, but um, they had, it was fine. People were like were enjoying meals with their friends, but they had this one song that screamed late 80s that was consistently playing. Uh, I don't know if it was a radio station and it, it really annoyed me a little bit that didn't play. In, I, I just want, I want people to know that. Um, cause there's a common trend. I kind of want to round out at the end. Just keep in mind, it, it, Carl's Jr. looked like it was from 2007 with music from the eighties. How that's a good combination. I don't know. Um, but burger wise, I wasn't into it. I quality of the beef. It was there. It felt like a legitimate patty. They might've actually ground up together, you know, community like the employees, they got it already got the patties pre-made. That was good. Pickle wise. There was just one pickle. Um, the onions weren't really diced. It was a little stringy. And like I said, it felt like I was biting into a stale meringue. If I want to get a stale meringue, I'm going to buy a meringue and I'm going to make it stale and then I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go to Carl's Jr. to do that. But now we're 75% of the way there. And now all I had to do was stay on this very same road that Carl's Jr. was on and find myself at a Wendy's about five miles north. I pull into the Wendy's and immediately something's off. It was weird. It, it, it reminded me like I was checking in at a doctor's office. It was just a square rectangle. It was like a rectangle kind of a, like as if the secretary was the cashier. I couldn't really see the kitchen at all. Um, it looked like something, like a, it looked like a La Quinta Inn in terms of wallpaper. There was an issue with the person in front of me in terms of uh, swiping for the, apparently her credit card or debit card, there was no money. So there was an issue in terms, they, they ended up sorting it out, but it put a stall to my order. But no, I get up to the cash register. Nice guy. We're chatting. 
Uh, he had a chin strap, uh, facial hair. You don't need to know that. But no, we were talking and I said, I'll just have your junior hamburger. It was the same issue with the fact that they don't have any just normal hamburgers. So I'll have a junior hamburger, please. And he says, great. Anything else? And then, you know, obviously in my peripheral, I see the sign that says 50 cent frosty. And I think I'd have to be like clinically insane to say no to that. So of course I got a chocolate frosty. Um, no shame. It, it felt right. Um, set my order. And then I got a water cup. I'm trying to stay hydrated. I'm walking around and then I noticed something. It was, it was weird where you would order, right? And in half of the restaurant, it w- they had tile. They had tile at this Wendy's. But then all the chairs were stationed uh, in this other portion and it was almost blocked off and inside it was carpet. So you were eating on carpet. That, I don't think that's what we should be doing. Because I, look, I'm a human and I'm flawed. And a lot of us are. All of us are flawed. And time and time again, we might get a little sloppy at the table. Might get angry. Might be arguing sports with some friends and I knock over a Frosty. Uh, yeah, have fun cleaning that up. In carpet specifically. Look, if it's tile, let's get the mop. We know what we have to do. But if it's carpet, I mean, that's a battle I don't want to deal with. And I don't want to spend the money on a carpet cleaner. Things get a little sketch in that department. And I just don't, I just don't know why that was the thought process, but I have ever, I haven't even got my food yet. And I'm at the water station. I got my full cup. I have even, I have not even selected a seat and I'm looking at this thinking to myself, I don't, it just seemed inappropriate. Why, why do we do 50, 50 carpet tile? Who said that was a good idea? Like interior design wise. I don't think that made sense. You know, as if the, as if the La Quinta in wallpaper and doctor's office secretary position didn't take me, you know, a couple of years back in the time machine, carpet in the dining room seemed a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit. I was uncomfortable, but I found my seat. I'm on carpet, confused, frustrated. That's beside the point. I get my burger. Wendy's is interesting. It's not that big where I'm from um, in San Diego, California, but I've been to the Midwest and I'm pretty sure it's a big thing. I believe they actually started up in Tennessee. I think so. Don't quote me. Uh, So no big deal, but I get my burger, my junior hamburger, get my Frosty as well. I'm eyeing that Frosty. It looks picture perfect, almost fake. Uh, I open my burger, look at it, a little smaller than most, most notably Wendy's, the square patty. And for the longest time, I always thought that Wendy's was too artificial because of that square patty. It always just kind of sat funny to me, right? It was always a little weird. I don't know. I just, I thought patties are supposed to be circular. But when you really think about it, and I think Wendy's actually clapped back. They got a little Twitter war with, I think, Burger King or something. And they're saying how their patties are weird. But in all reality, the pat like, burgers don't have to come in circles. We just shape them like that because it makes sense bread-wise. And so when you really consider that, you almost applaud Wendy's. Like, wait a minute. The square patty, it's completely normal. We can shape it how we want. Um, and I can support that. So I did appreciate that. So obviously the patty, the, 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 some of the meats jutting out, the angle, the corner of the square. Um, Pickle-wise, perfect distribution. And it, was, it wasn't as, as much of a sweet dill. It was a very kosher dill. Um, perfect amount of ketchup and mustard. Onions weren't diced, though. They were a little bit long. So in terms of this sandwich being dry, it wasn't an issue. Um, yes, I just called this burger sandwich. It wasn't an issue. Um, and the pickle and the onion hit the spot. Would have liked that. Would have liked to have seen it dice, but it was a good burger. There was an issue about midway through my hamburger. Uh, um, a family that was actually, I believe, road tripping from Idaho. I checked their license plate. The bathroom wasn't opening up. They needed someone to buzz them in. It caused a bit of a scene. So two scenes in one stay that, you know, that, that sat a little odd on the taste buds. But like I said, I'm not going to let that dictate the pound for pound taste testing that I was doing. 
Uh, so I finish the burger. I look at myself. I've already had four hamburgers now. I'm looking at the Frosty. You've gotten this far. What are you doing? And then I went in and I ate half the Frosty. I, I had my full. I showed exceptional self-discipline and I put it aside. I had half of it and I collected the dignity that I had left. I got in my car and I went home. Um, I'm very glad I did that. And, and just, I want to give everyone the numbers real quick, the numbers of this entire excursion. And to start us off, uh, miles traveled. So I actually drove 16.9 miles in total. And that includes going from headquarters to point A to point B to point C to point D and then back to headquarters. So not too heavy on the gas tank. It's really not that big of a deal. But when you put it in the story and you think that I actually just drove uh, 16.9 miles to go to four different fast food restaurants, uh, paints a little bit of a different picture. Not a bad one, but an interesting one. I'll let you all think about that a little more. Calorie-wise, not as bad as I thought. Um, so I had one burger at McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Carl's Jr. and Wendy's, and then half a Frosty. Only totaled out to 1099. Like 1,099 calories. Not that bad. And that's just from the experiment. I went back to McDonald's and I bought five more hamburgers to film a video. It's actually on my Instagram right now. And um, I took a bite into each of those. So I think that would total out to another 250. Like I, I probably ate the equivalent to one hamburger because uh, we're doing a video. I wanted the burger to be perfect every single time as a not bit into. Um, so I didn't, I really didn't, like I don't think I have to go to the gym to work any of that off. I feel like that's kind of normal. Either way, uh, we need some closure. The rankings, everyone, the final results, pound for pound on this day. It went like this. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Carl's Jr., uh, very simple. McDonald's, classic right off the bat. Everything was well distributed. Taste-wise, it fit. It worked. Uh, it felt nice in my hands, but it tasted even better in my mouth. Uh, Wendy's, let's get here. A little bit of an odd eating experience. I don't know why we've got carpet in the dining room. I mean, it's not my decision, but um, square patty, it stuck out to me. I was into it. Pickle-wise, well done. Overall, a little saucy, but I'm a saucy guy. I like a good sauce, so I accepted that. Burger King, you're lucky that old man in his entourage walked in. Patty-wise, not bad, I guess. It, it was pretty standard. It was pretty average. Um, so, I mean, kudos for you, third place. But then here we go. Uh, Carl's Jr. Um, I'm going to say it like this. If I ever want a stale meringue, I'm going to buy a meringue. I'm going to put it in the pantry. I'm going to forget about it for about two weeks. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to have a stale meringue. I didn't go to Carl's Jr. to have a stale meringue. I went there for a hamburger. But there it is, one, two, three, and four. Everyone, I am, I'm actually looking at the clock right now, a little bit of a longer episode, but I enjoyed it. I hope you all did too. Um, I, you know, ideally, we're getting off the bus right now. Ideally, we're parking the car, um, locking up the bike, or, or, or we're not even commuting at all. It, it really, it doesn't matter. I mean, you do you, but I will say this. This is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.